If Jack wants to obtain a magical power, then all he's gotta do is climb a dangerous mountain. His ascent seems to take forever wrist, but this mountain is no laughing matter, Horn. And one false step on its treacherous cliffs could easily kill a man, Jaro. Three strange monks accompany him and have an okay time. But will Jack be okay too? Or will he have to table this expedition? Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Back to the cast. Got to recap. It is episode 20. Brendan, I, I like a good round number. 20 feels good. Yeah, the big two two zero, Big, big old 20. <laughs> it's the big 20, the big 20 spot. Uh, Nick Montagani here with Brendan Riley. Brendan, how are you? I'm pretty good. I got some thoughts about this episode. I also have some thoughts excited about this Excited to get episode. into it. I have a lot of questions. Something's not sitting right. I don't think a lot of questions are going to be answered, but we'll, we'll figure that out as we go. Yeah, I'm just going to pose them to the universe like I usually do. That's all right. The universe will come calling back to you in the end with everything you need. Oh, I feel it. The cosmos. I feel a sort of cosmic energy <laughs> radiating through this podcast right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I got not a lot of bullshit to talk about. You know what I've done I've done in the last week is I've been watching some of the more recent uh animated Disney movies that I had yet to catch up on. Like the the dragon one? Luca? Uh, yeah, actually I did watch the Not that's well, not so the dragon one. That's like a fish boy one. <laughs> there's a couple of them. I'm yeah. thinking the fish boy one. So I did watch the fish boy one. I've I'm actually about halfway through. That's Luca, which I didn't know that it was about a fish boy. Oh, really? I feel like that was the whole marketing. I, I'm sure that it was. Uh, all I've really seen are like the posters and like the splash screen on like Disney Plus of like the little boys riding around on a Vespa. Mm-hmm. So, like that's all I knew of it. And then like I turn it on and it's, oh, by the way, he's a sea monster, which is not <laughs> a spoiler like that. I Yeah, it seems like that is core to the whole movie. It's basically Ponyo from what I gathered. OK. Yeah. I've not seen Ponyo, but what? That's a, I know that's a mistake. I really need to correct. A lot of people don't like it. I think it's one of the better. It's better than Totoro. Hot take. Hot take minute. Everybody. Whoop, There's whoop, too whoop, many hot whoop, takes. Hot you take got to slow them down there, time. bud. Totoro You're gonna sucks. Get trouble. <laughs> You're going to get us in all sorts <laughs> of trouble. Um, yeah, Luca was fine. I'll continue watching that, I think. Uh, I'll tell you what I did also watch. Speaking of Pixar was um, Onward. Oh, yeah, yeah. The 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 D&D bus road trip one was yeah it good did you see that one i didn't no. see it no the first half of it was like okay uh i liked that it was just generally silly yeah like kind of dungeons and dragons y world mm-hmm. um but like turned on its head where like there's no magic in this world but there used to be that's kind of like the whole that's thing. the shtick yeah right um so that was fine uh, and then, like, the second half of the movie, I thought, like, started – it picked up the pace and, like, really kind of start putting the pieces together. And it was enjoyable. Um, 
And then as all Pixar movies do, uh, like the emotional crescendo at the end of the movie, like hit me like a ton of bricks and I actually like made me cry like a small baby. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Which does not happen often. But like the only other movie recently that happened was Coco, another Pixar movie. Oh, uh, I didn't see that one either. Oh, Brandon, you got to watch these movies if you need a good cry. Although both of those movies, the cries happen at the very end. So if you need a quick cry, you should watch Up because that's right. In that's the right at the beginning. Yeah, they, they punch you right in the face when you sit down in the theater for that one. I prefer sad video games. I played one called Before Your Eyes and it okay. uses your webcam and you're like, so you're like on the river sticks and you're going down and there's like a, a ferryman. He's like, all right, I need you to recap your life. Uh, so you're going through your memories and every time you blink, it jumps forward to like a, the next oh. memory. Um, so you can, you have to like try to keep your eyes open to see the whole scene. Uh, it's really good. And it's, re- um, it's really hard to keep your eyes open when you're bawling. <laughs> so it's basically the uh, fake video game from Rick and Morty where he lives the whole guy's yeah, life. Yeah, actually, yeah, I was thinking that. Um, Roy. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's similar to that, actually, yeah. That sounds pretty good. I might have to check that it's out. It's very good. Uh, I highly recommend it. Everyone needs a good cry every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps... This episode of Samurai Jack will make us cry. Uh, you want to recap and find out? Let's check it out. Watch it. Episode 20 of Samurai Jack, titled Jack and the Monks. Oh, I thought it was going to be <laughs> Jack in the Mountain. <laughs> Jack in the Mountain. Yeah, I, it's <laughs> like just the perfect opportunity was there. Or Jack versus the Mountain would even work, I think. Jack versus the mountain. Jack, the word mountain probably should have been in this the title of this episode because I think the mountain is more central to the story. Yeah, the monks are just kind of there. And, you know, there's plenty of other opportunities in future episodes for Jack to get in some monk-based hijinks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I would think that there's probably not very many episodes left where Jack struggles to climb a big mountain. I'm not convinced that anything in this episode actually happened. But we'll, we'll, okay. we'll get back to that. Brendan, don't steal my <laughs> theories before I even get to bring them up. Oh, man. What is going on in this episode? We both probably think we're very smart, but probably <laughs> everyone else is like, yeah, that's exactly what's going yeah, on. I don't know. It's we're, called a metaphor, dickhead. <laughs> we're going to get it. We're going to get into it. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, yeah. Episode 20, April 12th, 2002. So there's a lightning strike and we see Jack and he screams uh, and swings his sword and cuts an Aku destroyer beetle drone right in half. This time their insides are blue, though, instead of red. They've changed it up a little bit. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> These are not These the are destroyer not the beetle drones, drones I know. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything is turned on its head. Um, yeah. The episode starts with like this very ferocious battle with Jack just demolishing these these beetle drones in the middle of like a raging thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. It's all the all of his strikes are punctuated by like lightning and thunder. Very It's pretty intense. cool. Yeah. It's kind of like what you and me are doing right now uh since uh this is a little time capsule with a uh, hurricane Henri passing through <laughs> oh, New England. Henri. The most pretentious hurricane of all time. <laughs> Um, yeah, you and me are 
similarly badass and that we're podcasting in the middle of a yeah, raging storm. <laughs> it's not really even, raging. Even though it's hard. not even raining right now. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's no rain where I am currently. So I think the storm may have already passed. Um, yeah, Jack's, Jack's fighting the Beetle drones. And we can see there is a swirling black and white portal uh, that looks very Aku-ish. Yeah. It's like the same exact like black and white that we saw from his uh, his beam in the first episode. Right. It's basically, yeah, the same time travel tunnel that Jack flew through in episode one. Yeah. Which, why did uh, he even make that? Like, why is this here? <laughs> why does Aku keep leaving these things around? That was not very smart. Even if, you know, Jack doesn't find it, like someone else could find it and then disrupt the whole time space continuum. Yeah. And everything would be a mess. Well, imagine if the show just ended with some random asshole going back in time and stopping Aku. Becoming the new Aku. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Or what if it was like the monkey man from Jack Learns to Jump Good, like now is the <laughs> supreme world leader. Oh, that would be such a good show. Yeah, that's uh, our our another, our next bonus episode. That's right. Um, Yeah, Jack runs towards this portal and a bunch of beetle drones uh, jump in front of him and block his path. Um. He destroys them, you know, Samurai Jack style. Yeah. Cuts them all up into bits. All cool style. One final drone jumps out and turns to face the portal instead of Jack. Uh, and Jack's face, like his jaw drops and he's stunned as this beetle drone takes its big scythe arm and tears that portal completely in half. And it explodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why does it explode? <laughs> Anything that gets defeated explodes on this TV show. And so, and so they don't have to animate the uh, the bodies. It's a quick way right. to get rid of them. Yeah, it's cleanup. Yeah, cleanup job. Um, Jack is knocked away in the explosion, and he's laying on the ground uh, as the storm kind of subsides. Uh, and he looks up and grimaces, gets like this really bad look on his face. And he slams his fist into the dirt and lets out like this huge scream, like this huge cry uh, and takes his sword and stabs it directly down into the earth and then pulls it up and throws it away like he wants nothing to do with it. Yeah, I thought I thought that was really interesting um, that he would just toss that sword away. Yeah, it's pretty uncharacteristic of him. He's usually very careful with that sword. Um, but yeah, he like tosses it away like it's nothing. Um, and he just says like very defeatedly, it is impossible. Man, he's given up again. He's doing that a lot this season. Yeah. So I have written here in my notes, Brendan, uh, I have Brendan was right. Oh, um, hey, look at that. <laughs> you had predicted kind of like we had with uh, Jack versus Mad Jack, where like his anger was building over time. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember you talking about Jack's hopelessness kind of building over time. And like maybe we would have an episode where like that all sort of came to a head. Yeah. And Brendan, you, you sage, you wise sage. Uh, look at me go. I'm like clairvoyant or something. Uh, a real, the real, the Nostradamus of podcasting. Some, some have called you. Yep. We're putting that in the, we're putting that in the description <laughs> as like a, an award. In any reference where I, I write Brendan Riley and like our podcast notes or like on our website or anything like that, I'm just replacing it with the Nostradamus of podcasting. <laughs> They'll know what I'm talking about. I'm for it. <laughs> Jack 
stands up and picks up his sword and sheaths it all cool style as he does. Mm-hmm. Um, starts to walk away from this scene and uh, the wind starts to blow like a huge gust of wind comes through and blows the straw hat off of his head. Yep. Uh, and he gets really pissed and starts like chasing after this hat through the landscape in like a very comical scene. Yeah. It's like a, a scene from judgment. He's got to chase that yeah. hat and he fails a couple button prompts, gets smacked in the <laughs> face with it. Yeah. He, he has a hard time. Like any time he reaches for it, like a gust blows it away, just like barely out of his reach. Um, and yeah, it, it floats back closer to him and he goes again to grab it. And yeah, it's it smacks him right in the face and knocks him to the ground. And it keeps floating away and it floats right into someone's outstretched hand. Yeah, the 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 way we see it, too, is we just see the hand and then like a robe kind of coming down from it. And for a second, I was like, we're actually getting another Mad Jack episode. Like right now, we've just got some other random samurai in a red robe who grabbed his hat. Close call, um, but no, it's it is not some other random samurai. It's something much stranger than that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, yeah, it flies right into someone's hand, and Jack like chases again after it, and he's like totally exasperated. Um, and he sees in the distance his hat is being held in the hand of like a very strange figure that is standing next to two other strange dark figures. We can't really see them just yet, but we can see like their shadows and their outlines. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're like these big, like conical, like pyramid shaped things. Yeah. It's it's another instance like in the um, Jack and the, the super robots or whatever the hell it was called, uh, where they're just geometric shapes for characters. It's like, yeah, yeah, we could design some characters, but how about just a square? Just a big diamond <laughs> guy. They're very weird before we even get to really see them. Uh, But Jack approaches them, and now we do see them. There are three old monks wearing dark robes. Um, Two of them are wearing black robes. One of them is wearing a red robe. I'm not sure if there's any significance to that. I don't know. No. I doubt (laughs) it. Could could be. Uh, Yeah, their robes are, like, completely covering their bodies, uh, except for... Their very long, stern, permanently scowling faces, um, and their eyes have no pupils too. Right, they're just uh, this like piercing blue color. They're yeah, like very haunting eyes, and yeah, these these big stern faces with very long gray beards stretching out from their faces. Um, weird dudes. Uh, Jack is not really sure what to make of that. Uh. They kind of stand there, like, staring at each other for a moment. Uh, And these monks are also, like, way taller than Jack. They're, like, humongous. Mm -hmm. Um, And Jack, like, looks up at the monk holding his hat. And he just says to him, that is my hat. And the monk just says back to him, yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sure is. Not much for conversation, these monks. Um. Jack reaches up very slowly and takes the hat out of the monk's outstretched hand. And the monk pulls his hand away and like it's obscured by his robe. And then all three of these monks spin around 180 degrees 
in unison. Yep. And just start sliding away from him. <laughs> yeah, the way they move, they literally just like slide over the ground. They don't have like a walk animation or anything. No, it's like they're on rails. Yeah, just slip sliding away from him. <laughs> uh, which is like unsettling, especially with like this eerie droning music that starts playing behind the whole scene. Uh, it's very weird. And Jack is clearly uncomfortable, too. He just inquisitively says to them, like, thank you. Yeah. He follows after them and asks them where they're headed. Uh, and one of the monks just points up in front of them at this huge snowy mountain uh, that's like so tall that its peak is reaching like well beyond the clouds. So yeah. like we can't even see exactly obscured. how tall it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Um, and Jack says to them, well, it appears to be very difficult. And the monk just says back to him, yes. <laughs> what is at the peak of this mountain? Truth. Truth? Legend has it, there lies a great power at the summit of Fatum. We three have trained for a lifetime to climb this mountain and achieve its power. That is, of course, if it exists. You see, no one has ever reached the summit of Fatum. Well, the first thing they say when he asks what's up at the top is truth. Right. So whatever that means. Um, yeah. Jack is going to find some sort of truth at the top of the mountain if he can get there. Um, but they, uh, yeah, they say no one's ever reached the top. And Jack's he slowly cracks like a very sly smile, <laughs> looks up at him and he says, not yet. Yeah. I haven't tried. <laughs> he knows he's a badass. He's getting a little cocky, I think. He's pretty cocky in like this mountain climbing scene. Uh, there's a few, yeah, a few moments where I'm like, all right, Jack, settle down. <laughs> Why don't you chill out? These guys have been training their whole life for this. <laughs> You're new to this mountain. You don't know Fatum like they do. <laughs> yeah, we get like a great view of this mountain and it's, yeah, very, very bleak and like shrouded in fog. Like there's this fog layer over everything. Mm. Um, and there's a cool shot of like the camera pulled way back out. Uh, from the scene as we see Jack's silhouette like walking through this fog, like starting to climb up the mountain. We also see the silhouettes of those three monks behind Jack, just like sliding along the landscape <laughs> yeah. behind him. There's one really great shot where Jack like jumps from one section to another and then starts climbing and the dudes behind him just like slide across the thing that he jumped. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, it happens like a couple times, like Jack struggling to climb up like this rocky mountain face and they just like yeah easily slide right across across it like it's nothing yeah yeah uh, it's really funny it's like yeah you can already tell by that odd behavior that like something is up like these monks are not i think what they appear mm -hmm. to be and either you or me brendan uh are going to sound very smart when we pitch our theories our at the theory, yeah. end of this episode <laughs> <laughs> i think it's going to be me <laughs> yeah they continue walking up this mountain um they're all continuing to walk sort of together but also like not really together it looks like they're kind of like not all on the same team even though they're all hiking up at the same time mm -hmm. um 
which I think is like another instance of Jack's like cockiness or like he's kind of lone wolfing it here. Like, oh, I'm going to beat these guys up the mountain. Yeah, even um, though he doesn't need to. Right. Um, they keep climbing and uh, Jack finds <laughs> so just really weird part. Jack finds a pool of water and starts drinking from it. Um, and as he's drinking, he looks over at these three monks who instead of drinking the water or like taking a rest or do it, they're just sitting in like a semicircle piling up these small rocks on top of a outstretched cloth. Yeah. And I don't think we ever get a payoff for that. No, there's no like magical spell that occurs. They don't like throw the rocks at anybody. (laughs) I don't even think it shows them carrying like the bindle full of rocks afterwards. No. Yeah. I'm not sure what the point of this is other than to confound Jack and all of the viewers of the episode. <laughs> um, Jack, yeah, he's looking at them like very confused, uh, but then he hears a noise on the cliff just above them um, and he pokes his head up to see a very sinister looking, very buff and jacked uh, goat man yeah. standing there menacingly. Yep, like a satyr. He's very scary. Um, the enemies and like, I feel like all the enemies and creatures in this episode are like very heavy metal. Yeah. Uh, interesting thing to note about this guy is he also has piercing blue eyes, much uh-huh. like the monks do. Yeah. Jack is looking at this goat man and, uh, says very dismissively to the monks that are still below him. He just says to them, you go on and collect your rocks. I will handle this. <laughs> yeah, he's such a dick. <laughs> Have fun with your tea party. I'm going to do man shit over here. <laughs> Stupid idiots with their rocks. <laughs> Jack's idea of handling this situation is to ask the goat man to let them pass. Yeah. Which the goat man just like makes a snort and then backs away into an opening in the rocks in the mountain. And Jack's like, oh, great. I did it. (laughs) Another flawless victory. I solved the goat puzzle. (laughs) He turns around and uh, he tells the monks that it's all clear to pass. Uh, But as he's saying that, we hear the sound of like a bunch of hooves approaching. And uh, the goat man lunges towards Jack and uh, jumps at him horns first. And Jack jumps up in the air to meet him. Uh. As Jack will do, uh, they collide in midair, and uh, when they land, uh, the goat's horns fall off. Like, Jack sliced off his horns, like, right to the base, Mm -hmm. Um, which is pretty brutal punishment for the goat man. Um, But he lets out this very hilarious human-sounding goat bleat noise that I think is very funny. Um, Brendan, I would like to surprise you and tell you that through the magic of podcasting, uh, I am inserting the human goat bleat sound into the podcast right now. (laughs) So there it was. (laughs) It's great. Uh, I'm not going to do the same. I'm not going to do the same levels of podcast magic that we had last time, although maybe I'll give it one more in a different pitch. (laughs) Nice. Can you make them sing the intro to, uh, Fucking never mind. I lost it. <laughs> you're asking. It's all right. I'm glad you couldn't think of anything because you were asking too much already. <laughs> Bohemian uh, Rhapsody. That's the one. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, man. A classic gotta recap bit. <laughs> Love dusting that one off. Get him, gets him every time. <laughs> the people go crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, a bunch of goat men now appear out of the rocks, uh, and they start making this same very funny noise back at Jack. Um, they all take turns jumping at him, and he <laughs> cuts all of their horns off. Yeah, one by one. He just loves doing it. He's having such a good time. This is very fun for him. Um, Chops off all their horns and they all leap away up the mountain away from Jack. Uh, And in the shot where they're leaping away, if the eagle eyed viewer will notice, they all have their horns back. Oh, lazy animators. They yeah, they're leaping away. Um, Jack turns back to tell the monks that they're all set and ready to go. Uh, but the monks are not there anymore. And he turns back around to look at the mountain. And now the three of them are just like free climbing up the yeah, side of the mountain. They're just scaling this sheer mountain face. <laughs> yeah. With no protective equipment. They're just, yeah, going right at it. Hands and feet, uh, straight up the side of the mountain. And Jack's like, all right, I gotta, I gotta catch up here. They are climbing the mountain with ease. Uh, kind of as we've seen throughout this whole episode um they're like not struggling to climb up this this mountainside at all although jack is like very clearly struggling to mm. climb up this mountain um and it seems like they're climbing for like a very long time uh, they climb well into the night uh and then we get to see <laughs> a fun series of strange mountain animals that only come out at night on this mountain the wildlife pops out there's a few standouts uh, that I had written down. Um, there's an owl that has bat wings, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of fun. Um, and there's also a spider monkey, which doesn't mean much when I say that out loud until you realize that it is a monkey that has like eight legs like a spider and yep. crawls around like a spider. Yeah. Spooky. Scary stuff. It only comes out at night on Fatum. <laughs> yeah. All these all these weird animals um and yeah there's also this family of like rabbit kind of rodent things living in the mountain mm-hmm. um and they are sleeping uh, but one of them opens their eyes and just like you had noticed earlier with another creature um this owl th- or this this rabbit thing has very blank shining bright blue eyes mm-hmm. uh, all the creatures do actually okay there's like some little beetles they've all got them too the owl has yeah. them. Uh, Something's going on here. There's a there's a pattern, I would say. Uh, Jack reaches up. He's still climbing. He reaches up and grabs a very craggy cliff uh, that starts to tremble once he grabs onto it. Um, and these big red eyes slowly form in the rock in front of him. Um, and this giant rock golem creature bursts from the cliff and grabs Jack by the hand and is like dangling him over the cliff. Yeah. The 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 way that they designed this rock creature is really cool too. It's like uh just kind of like splotches of color to like kind of define the shape of it. Uh I, I don't know how to like describe it really well, but it looks very nice. It's all right. It's just a podcast where our only <laughs> tool is our words. <laughs> Google it. Uh <laughs> look it up. Read a book. Find a picture of it, god damn it. <laughs> We're doing a great job. <laughs> it's dangling Jack over this cliff and then just lets go and 
drops him and Jack uh, enters a free fall down the, the side of this mountain that he's been climbing. Um, and he keeps falling. Uh, it cuts to commercial and it cuts back and he's still falling. Um, I could have done the joke. I haven't done the joke in a while where yeah, we haven't. Jack is dead and then it's the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, we haven't really had a, a super good opportunity. And that was one. That was one of them. Um, do you think it's funnier when I say that I didn't do it than when I actually do it? I think people are probably rolling rolling on the floor laughing. Probably. Copter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think so. Um, I think so. I know I am. Um, yeah, he's falling. Uh, he draws his sword and slams it into the rock wall. And like starts dragging it down the face of this mountain, trying to slow his fall, mm-hmm. which has got to be hell on the blade. Oh, yeah, that. And I don't think that's how rocks work. <laughs> like, like, this is the kind of thing you see in like old pirate movies when they're like going down the sail and they're like holding the right. knife to slow themselves down. Uh, but that makes sense because you could cut through the sail. <laughs> this is like a, a cliff face. You wouldn't cut through a boulder. <laughs> yeah, the physics of it, we're just going to have to accept them. Um, especially when <laughs> he's like very s- quickly grinding along the wall and then his sword just kind of stops grinding completely mm-hmm. and he slingshots himself all the way back up through the air, like over, like all the way up back to where this rock golem was. He like f- flies over it and then kicks the golem off of the cliff. Yeah. And like a very quick motion. It's like a, only a few frames where he's like, over it and then boots it. Yeah, very narrow window of opportunity, but he, he gets the kick in. Um, but the golem grabs Jack by the foot as he starts to fall. Um, so now the two of them are both falling through the air and are like fist fighting each other while falling, mm-hmm. which is pretty fun. Um, the golem grabs Jack's head and slams his face into the wall. Yeah. So Jack's face is grinding all the way down the side of this mountain. And it's making the same metallic sound and sparking yeah. like the sword did. <laughs> you know, faces are made of metal. Yeah. There's a lot of faces in this show that seem like they're fleshy and then they turn out to be robot faces. Yeah, maybe uh, Jack's a robot. Oh my God, plot twist. It's, that's my new theory. I'd, I forget this. The mountains, just a metaphor theory. I like the Jack's a robot theory. It changes. Yeah. changes everything that we've talked about up to this point. <laughs> it's like in Fallout 4 when you go to that synth guy and he's like, how do you know you're not a synth? And you're just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tim and Eric mind blown. Yeah. I think I said mind blown. That's all right. That's fine. Yeah. It's like very brutal. Like he's. Just completely wearing his face down on the side of this mountain. Like, if he pulled his face away, there would be nothing left. Like, no <laughs> yeah. flesh, no bone. It would be like an eraser, like one of those thick erasers that you have in school. And, like, you grind it all the way down to nothing. Yeah. Uh, that would be Jack's face. Fortunately, that's not what happens to Jack. Um, he manages to, like, push himself off the wall. Uh, just as they keep falling past where his sword is still stuck in the side of this mountain. Um, they fight some more and then Jack starts like surfing down the side of the mountain, uh, on his sandals. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty badass. 
which is a very badass move. Uh, and I also noticed that his wooden sandals were also doing that, like metallic yeah. <laughs> grinding along the and side sparking. of the rock wall. Everything sparks when it's going down. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it all works. Yep. The world is a mysterious place. Jack's a robot confirmed. Anything can happen on Fatum. <laughs> the truth is finally revealed. <laughs> Yeah, they keep they they're fall they're falling through the air, and Jack like leaps on top of the golem, like positions himself on his back, and uh, like slams the golem through this cliff that's jutting out from the wall. Um, so he finally manages to manages to get some separation, and he takes his sh- his sheath out, the sword sheath, mm-hmm. uh, out from his robes, and unwraps his belt from around his gi and wraps it around the sheath. Um, so now he's flying through the air with his open gi flapping around him like a cape. <laughs> yeah, and his samurai diapy. And his samurai diapy. It looks very silly. Uh, but he, yeah, he fashions this little uh, hook with the belt and the sheath and flings it in the air towards a tree uh, and gets it like sufficiently stuck in the tree. So he catches himself and stops falling as he watches that golem like fall into the distance below and then pulls himself up the rope and like climbs back up the mountain more. And he keeps climbing and he's like climbing very slowly, like it's starting to get a little more grueling for Mm -hmm. him. It's starting to snow. Uh, We're we're, like recovering ground we've already been on, but now it's like kind of covered in snow. Yeah, everything's gotten a little worse, like the weather has definitely taken a turn. Um, and yeah, it's like ice everywhere. And now like the wind is blowing especially hard. Mm-hmm. Um, he makes it yeah all the way to his sword, um, which he grabs and he looks up through like this howling wind and yeah, just lets out like a big cold sigh and we can see his breath. And uh, then we get a montage of him struggling to climb up the face of this freezing cold mountain Um yeah, there's snow and ice everywhere, and now Jack's entire body has turned completely blue. Yeah. Like, even his gi has turned blue. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cold. Do you get that it's cold? Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to pick up on that. These subtle hints I'm that, thinking they're, it's that cold. they're placing in here. It's very subtle, but you and me are wicked smart this time around, <laughs> so... Yeah, uh, he keeps climbing, and then, like, we get some more shots of, like, this very cold mountain. It's basically like Mount Everest, like this huge snow covered crags, like Mm. everywhere. Um, Very bleak, very desolate, very snowy. Jack keeps on climbing and pulls himself up over a cliff and he looks out and the three monks are sitting there just like seemingly waiting for Jack to arrive to this cliff. Mm -hmm. And we get another hint of some strange, monk behavior because we could see Jack's footprints in the snow as he walks toward them, but we don't see like their footprints or like any kind of like sliding trail left behind them. <laughs> Just like a drag trail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Jack sits down and he's like shivering in the snow, like trying to protect himself from the cold. Um, the monks do another very strange thing. They crack open some big white stones that they got from somewhere. Yep. These are not the same rocks that we saw before. No, no, these are these are different. They look like eggs, like big white eggs. I think or they something. might be. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure though. 
I'm not sure what's going on with these things, but they crack them open and there's like this red goo on the inside of them. Mm -hmm. And they start just eating the goo. Yeah. That's why I think it might be eggs. They're like frozen. It's like frozen yolk or something. If this is a metaphor for something, I don't understand what it is. (laughs) Feeling less The goo on the inside of all of us is really the most important part of who a man can be. Ah, yes. It's all about the goo. (laughs) It's all about the goo. What the fuck are we doing? I don't know. What what does this become? (laughs) I have nothing to say about the goo. I have nothing more to say about the goo. I don't like the goo. It it confounds me. It's kind of crunchy. I actually do have more to say about it. <laughs> it like go on. The guy like picks a piece off and like pops it in his mouth and it's like he's crunching it. And we get a shot of all three of them like staring at Jack just chewing on their goo. <laughs> do you have anything more to that's say about a, the goo cuz I'm all fresh I've got out for now. I'll let you know if I come up with anything else. That's all right. We'll wait on it. Uh, if anyone has anything to say about the goo, uh, got a recap at <laughs> gmail.com is our email address. Please let us know what you think about the goo. Uh, what does the goo mean to you? What is the metaphor they're going for with the goo? Any goo thoughts? Goo thoughts are good thoughts to us. So let hey, us let us have them. There you go. I had to make something out of something out of the goo. <laughs> and I think it was worth it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Um, yeah, Jack is like watching them and is confused as we are. Uh, but he like lets out another big sigh and frowns as the wind starts to like really whip around him now. Um, and like a blizzard starts, uh, on this, on this mountain. Jack's like now sitting in the middle of a blizzard, um, and lightning starts striking too. Um, so we got some thunder snow action going on here. Yeah. It's pretty intense. Jack pulls himself up and can barely walk or see like in the middle of this blizzard. It's very intense weather. And he falls to his knees uh, and he looks up away from him and he sees a figure like very far off through the snow. Uh, but we can't really see what it is just yet. And he starts calling out to this figure and saying like, hey, Wait for me. Yeah. And like waving his arms. Now he wants to stick Uh, with the mugs. Yeah. Now suddenly they're part of a team. uh, Now that he needs some of that good, good goo. (laughs) (laughs) He's running after it. You know, maybe he thinks it's the monks. Maybe not. But as he approaches it, it becomes much more clear that this is not the monks or anything we've seen to this point. Uh, There's a towering Yeti with very sharp claws and teeth. Like these huge arms and legs just like towering over him like this humongous, terrifying monster. Mm -hmm. And it like sees Jack and takes its huge Yeti paw, like smacks him away, like way off into the snow. Oh, yeah. It's only got three fingers on each hand, though. It looks really weird. It's a a kind of gross, unsettling creature, uh, but very intimidating for sure. Um Knocks Jack away and uh, charges after him. Um, lets out like a big Yeti roar. Uh, it like lun- lunges at Jack and Jack dodges out of the way uh, of its giant foot that comes crashing down towards him. Um, and he rolls away like down a snowy hill away from the Yeti. The Yeti gives chase and swipes its claws across Jack's back, like gets a good shot in on him. Mm-hmm. Um 
Jack takes his sword out and starts blocking like some more of these claw swipes. Um, but the Yeti manages to grab him and like pick Jack up and hold him like right in front of his face in his big Yeti paw. Jack takes his sword and stabs it down into uh, the Yeti's hand and the Yeti drops him back into the snow. Jack gets the very clever idea to run away from this Yeti and try to climb up the mountain face to avoid the fight that he's in, which he's already proven that he's climbing this mountain very, very slowly. Yeah, he's not really very good at it. If his plan is to climb so fast to yeah run away from this Yeti, um, he might want to rethink that strategy. Um, but there's no time for that as the Yeti very easily like catches up to him and grabs him off the wall and like throws him away and slams him into the snow. Um, buries him like deep in the snow with this, this throw and looks down into the hole where Jack landed and Jack has actually like burrowed his way through the snow away from it. Yeah. Which is actually pretty clever. I kind of liked that bit. Impressive that he was able to like do that with the beating that he's taken anyway to like have that thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it is funny. He like pokes his head up like through the snow kind of away from where he landed, um, which the Yeti seats him right away and leaps after him, smacks him again. Jack is getting like pretty fucked up now. Like his, uh, gee is all torn up and like his hair is starting to fall out. He looks like pretty ragged yeah, at he, this point. He's getting roughed up. We There's like a big montage now of the Yeti just like absolutely wailing on him with these giant fists of his like slamming Jack into walls and like against the ground and Jack, he's not, he's really not even putting up a fight. He's just kind of taking this beating and uh, the Yeti's giant foot pins Jack to the ground and Jack looks up at its face and sees just above its head is this giant icicle hanging over like the lip of a cave. Yeah. So naturally Jack's strategy, he like braces himself and then lets out this gigantic scream that is so powerful that it breaks this giant icicle, which slams into the Yeti and like buries it into the ground dead. Yeah. Jack jumps out of the way just in time. (laughs) <laughs> just I think it's funny Jack always has like oh this will work and then it does yeah he's very good at fighting not very good at climbing though it's almost like he's the protagonist of this show so pretty much anything he wants to do will <laughs> work yeah he can just almost whatever, like that whatever we don't care whatever it's Jack you gotta love him um yeah he dodges out of the way and uh like pulls himself up out of the snow and he starts slowly walking through the snow in like this this raging blizzard, um, just like trying to like protect his broken body against the cold. He's like all huddled up like against this cold wind. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks up at the mountain face and he sees that he still has like so far to go. Um, like again, he looks up at the mountain and like it's still obscured by like the cloud layer. Like he's not even, he's been climbing for so long and like, he's not even close. Yeah. He's got a long way to go. This is a very large mountain. Um, and he lowers his head and like, is like it clearly in no shape to continue this climb, but like he knows that he has to. So he, he reaches out to the wall and starts climbing again. Uh, barely makes any progress up this mountain face, before he completely loses his grip and falls back down into the snow. He lets out like a big defeated 
sigh. And the blizzard around him like finally starts to pass. But we look down on Jack's body laying in the snow. It's like all twisted and mangled like he's in really rough shape. He looks really bad. His leg is like bent the wrong way. Yeah. Um, But he looks like completely defeated laying here in the snow. And he closes his eyes. And again, just like like he did at the start of the episode, he says, It is impossible. So, yeah, Jack has, like, pretty much given up all hope of climbing this mountain, which I think there's a metaphor here for. (laughs) We are very smart. (laughs) We're getting there. You can't get anything past us. (laughs) Uh, Jack has given up hope on climbing this mountain, and he's laying in the snow when there's a flash across the TV screen, like this bright white flash, and we see a pickaxe. And the pickaxe is being held by Jack's father, the emperor. Mm -hmm. But as we saw him as an old man when he was enslaved by Aku, like mining all those jewels in the the caves in episode one. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, we're seeing his dad in this state again, which is pretty striking to like last week's episode where Jack returns to his home. And like we get all these new scenes with his father, like as a younger man, like his full healthy self. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that we were getting more like flashbacks in this episode when that was kind of the whole episode last time. Right. Um, but there's a point to it all, mm-hmm. of course. Um, the face of one of these monks appears in like the black background behind his father and just says to Jack, do you give up? Um, and then it cuts to a withered old woman carrying a basket of these jewels which the woman is his mother yeah yeah i thought this was a little strange too because she wasn't in the the mines right we know that this was not her fate Mm -hmm. because she obviously met him and gave him the sword and like that temple in episode one um i think these monks are just trying to prove a point yeah yeah they're just trying to pull at his heartstrings a bit yeah i think it's working they he sees a uh, group of people raising the Aku Tower, like that big mm-hmm. wooden Aku Tower in the mines. Um, and the the monk says to Jack again, "Can you not feel their desperation?" And then says to Jack, "Will evil forever rule the world?" And then we get like a very quick flash of the monk's face like large across our TV screen. And he just shouts at Jack and says to him, Have you forgotten? So clearly they're trying to make the point that like, has Jack abandoned? (laughs) This is okay. Brendan, this is the time where you and me get to be very smart. (laughs) Uh, They're now trying to make the point that like Jack has given up hope on his mission of saving his people and going back to the past and defeating Aku. Like the, the whole mountain I I hate to take this part away from you, Brendan, but <laughs> okay. I'll let you talk about it too. The whole mountain is clearly like a metaphor for Jack's like journey. Like Jack's own personal mountain is getting back to the past to defeat Aku and like undo this future. Mm-hmm. And like these monks are very clearly spelling out to Jack that like, are you forgetting the whole point of like why you're trying to get over this mountain? Like this is these are the people that you are abandoning. Yeah, is basically what they're saying. Yep. Brett, do you have anything to add? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I've, I've got more to talk about, but we can wait till we're done okay. with the episode. 
It's like so hard when you and me probably watched this episode and we're both like, well, I know what's going on here. I see what's happening here. You can't you can't sneak this one past me. (laughs) I want to give you a little credit here because like we both said, we're both very smart. I mean, I I already did say it like right away. First thing (laughs) right when we started the episode. Brendan thought of it first. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the, the monk shouts right in his face and says, have you forgotten Uh, And we get this instant flashback back to Jack's city as we saw it in episode 19 last week. Um, Like his big, beautiful city, like as it was before Aku attacked. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, like young Jack is is running through the city towards his parents and like gives them a hug. And it's like that same exact shot we saw of Jack hugging his mother against like the bright white background. Mm Mm-hmm. Does it play the same like musical sting too? Yes. yes it <laughs> I thought does. that it did. <laughs> They're bringing it back. And we didn't get enough of it last week. Yeah. Basically the same shots we're getting from last week. Like Jack is now remembering like his purpose here uh, or like remembering the people that he's trying to save and like the, the, the past that he could have and like should have um, if he's able to, you know, complete his mission. Um, but then we get more shots of like why this mission even exists as we see Aku attacking the city and like burning it down in the exact same sequences that we saw in episode one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it's just clips from the first episode even. Right. Directly pulled. This whole episode was just a clip show. Um, They were due for one. Yeah. Every good show has a clip show. Yeah, we get more clips of Aku like destroying the city just as he did before. Um, and then we get a shot of... <laughs> Jack's mother and father, like in their old, withered, enslaved forms, like holding each other, which again, like when I first saw his mother, I was like, well, that looks like Jack's mother. But I know that that's not what became of her. And then there's like this shot. I'm like, oh, OK, yeah, they're just very clear. <laughs> that's what they're is. Doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're like looking up and and then we see Aku uh, fighting Jack and like that very first battle that they had and Aku sending Jack into the future. Um, so yeah, Jack, he's reminded sort of of his purpose, mm-hmm. uh, and of, you know, why this mission is, is so important to him. And it cuts back to Jack laying in the snow and he responds to that monk's question. And he just very sternly says, no, I have not forgotten. Yeah, clearly, which he, is good. Clearly he did, but he's like trying to play it off. Like, oh no, no, I remembered the whole time. It's fine. He says, no, I'm I'm very smart. <laughs> Just like, uh, you know, you and me have a little bit of Jack in us, I think. <laughs> We've covered that extensively. <laughs> I think so. I think we made the point. How's that raging hurricane going on outside, by the way? Is it really starting to come down on you? Uh, nope. It's actually raining less than it was before. <laughs> same. Same here. We're badasses. <laughs> Everyone thinks that's true. Yeah. Two things <laughs> we've established in this episode. Very smart. Very badass. Even though we've spent a lot of time in recent episodes saying how we're not very smart, yeah. we flip we flip the script, baby. Last, in the last one, you actually said that we have never said we're smart. <laughs> <laughs> now that cannot be said. Um, yeah, Jack has not forgotten his mission and his purpose. Uh, and then we get this great montage of him climbing up the side of the mountain, like climbing the rest of the way up the mountain with like a newfound tenacity, like climbing it with ease. Mm-hmm. Um, 
even though it's like equally perilous or like even at times, like I think there's a shot of him like hanging like completely upside down, but it's nothing. Jack's like full of energy now and he's going to climb this GD mountain. Yeah, he's going to get it. Going to find yeah, the, he's gonna, the truth and whatever the power was or whatever they said was up there. He's going to find it all. Um, he does reach the top of this mountain finally and he pulls himself up over the cliff and his face like is shocked, like his jaw drops again. And then the camera pulls way out from the scene and we can see that Jack has arrived at just a big flat mountain top, mm-hmm. like this big flat mountain where, you know, there was the promise of, yeah, the truth and like this magical power and some sort of reward for him waiting there. But clearly there is nothing. There's here. nothing there. No, <laughs> nothing at all. No, 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 no magical power. But perhaps, yeah, the truth is what was promised to him. And Jack lowers his head and does say out loud, he thanks those mountain monks for for leading him here. Um, so, you know, the true power was the friends he made along the way. Yeah, it was within him the whole time. Love was the answer, I think. <laughs> and other um, and other such platitudes. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> um, Jack stands on the top of this mountain and he screams into the distance. Aku! I will never give up. I will return to the past and destroy you. In that order. In that exact order. Otherwise, yeah, he's going to have to figure out a different path home. And that's just a mess. Um, yeah, there's one final shot of this this large, majestic mountain. And then, yeah, it cuts to the credits. And that is that is the end of the episode. What an epic ending to oh the episode. Oh, my God. So cool. What a payoff. <laughs> what a payoff. Watch it. All right, Brendan. Please. Tell me everything on your mind. I feel bad for taking away. The, oh, no, it's the fine. I just I'm, earlier. I'm really confused about like so we, we've established that we think that the mountain's just a metaphor. There was no mountain. Uh, who are these monks? Uh, are they real at all? Or were they also like in his imagination? Uh, are they like his ancestors? It kind of feels like they might be the wise men who made the sword. Um, mm. and like, so the, the act of tossing the sword away kind of drew them out is, okay. is kind of what I'm thinking, but I'm not sure. That is pretty deep. And actually I like that a lot. Um, I kind of thought that they were just like Jack's inner voice, like his conscience kind of yeah. like pushing him to like get over this, this mountain that is in front of him, like blocking the path towards his ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of thought that they were just like his inner self, like trying to help him snap out of it. Um, but definitely this show would, I think, take an opportunity to like, yeah, have some sort of larger meaning behind mm-hmm. those monks. I, I think that's possible. And I like where you're going. Yeah. And the, the, the bit where they're piling rocks, I think could be like some sort of like uh, he's adding his own weight like to himself with his doubts like they're like piling on his frustrations and things to carry up the mountain. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it wants to be really deep, but it doesn't really uh, give you any explanation for anything. Now, Brandon, what's the goo? What's the goo in the eggs? Uh, that's just egg egg goo. <laughs> There's yeah. 
a little bit of egu in everyone and how you decide <laughs> to use it is really what will yeah make the yeah. difference with great goo comes great responsibility i think that scene is a, a metaphor for jack shouldn't be so afraid to ask for help because they clearly know what they're doing smashing these eggs open and he's just sitting there all grumpy and cold you found it i did you it. found the meaning found of the, the goo. meaning of the goo <laughs> my the favorite, secret of my, the goo my favorite ghostbusters movie <laughs> <laughs> gross um <laughs> Yeah, I kind of feel the same way as you. Like, I did enjoy this episode, like, on the whole. But, yeah, I think they were trying to get a little deeper with it than they needed to. Mm -hmm. Or, like, not, yeah, a lot of the things, a lot of the metaphors were certainly, like, very heavy-handed. And, like, do you get it now? Yeah, (laughs) you see what we're doing? Um, Which, it it only takes a couple simple rubes like (laughs) you and me to, like, figure out what's going on here. Um. So yeah, like I did I did have a good time with this episode. Like the monks were just weird enough that like <laughs> kept me invested. But. Yeah. I liked the monks' faces though. I like those a lot. They kind of reminded me of the woolies. I like the monks' character designs. Uh I like the way that they slid up the mountain while Jack <laughs> yeah. climbed. That was really good. Uh the That was maybe my favorite part. The one the the rock monster was the only character in the episode that didn't have the blue eyes. So that's got me a little confused as well. I'm that's pretty sure the Yeti had them. I'm not 100% yeah, I on that. I can't quite recall. But I think it did. And every other creature did. So that even goes further to suggest that like this whole thing probably never really happened at all. Yeah. You wonder how much of this episode really did happen. Yeah. Like how much of it was just like a fever dream or something. Is he still just laying uh, on the field from the beginning of the episode? Right. After getting exploded by the, the portal. Yeah. yeah. Maybe this is all like yeah some sort of unconscious dream of his and he'll wake up next week and it'll be like it never even happened. Mm-hmm. But he's got a newfound energy. Yeah. Don't you know? The, the lesson is what's important. That's true. So at least like he's able to take at least the character of Jack is able to take that away. But us as the viewers like, yeah, I don't know. It was it was a little too on the nose at points, yeah, I, think, I think, as so. we both said. <laughs> but yeah. That is going to do it for us this week. No emails this week. Uh, We did get a message from uh, one of our listeners on Instagram, uh, sort of about something that we missed last week. Um, We had noted that the man uh, with the very ugly baby pushing (laughs) the baby in the cart, like up the bridge, um, we noted that like that was obviously like a direct sort of homage to like classic samurai something. Yeah, (laughs) right. We knew that it was something, but couldn't put our finger on what. Um, but a yeah, one of our listeners pointed out that this was a very clear, direct reference to Lone Wolf and Cub, mm-hmm. um, which I believe is both a manga and like a series of movies. Um, yeah, I didn't do too much looking into it, but <laughs> it's a weird search term to search if you don't know that it is lone wolf and cub mm-hmm. so i would have had to type in like samurai man ugly baby wooden <laughs> cart when i tried to find out what it was i just searched uh samurai movie fight on bridge with monks <laughs> <laughs> and too many results and it on that did one not give me what i was looking for um no but 
but th- very clearly that was what they were yeah. <laughs> going with here. It's like perfect, like to a T, like <laughs> the baby, the cart, everything. Yeah, uh, the baby, um, the baby's weird unibrow in the cartoon makes a lot more sense when you see the design in like the movies. I don't think either you or I have consumed any lone wolf and cub content no. in the past. Uh, so I know very little about actual samurai cinema. Yeah, same. Just the cartoon version of it that existed <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> and even that, like, I feel like I should know more if I'm going to do a podcast about it. <laughs> oh, well, we're here uh, anyway. That's okay. That's what we rely on the people for is to tell us when we, we miss the things like this. So <laughs> thank you to that listener for pointing that on, on Instagram. That is a legitimate, legitimate. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we need, we need, we need all of you to keep us in check. <laughs> Otherwise our power will totally corrupt. <laughs> Yeah. Anyone else who wants to check in with us on social media at Gotta Recap across all services, that would be super cool. Uh, also cool reaching out to us at Gotta Recap at gmail.com. Um, once again, tell us what the goo means to you. Yeah. And all your uh, crazy theories about the mountain. I want to hear them. Yeah. Everything, everything you thought about the mountain, definitely send it to us and we will love to read that on the show next week. Um, And in the meantime, if you could take some time to go to Apple Podcasts, drop us a review, five stars preferably. Uh, That would be super cool, and we would very, very, very much appreciate it. Brendan, a weird episode this week, Mm -hmm. I I would say. I don't even know that I would call it a bad episode. No. But weird. No, I don't think it was bad. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. Um, A little head scratchy at some moments. Uh, But that's what the show is going to do to us, you know. As smart as we are, which we've established repeatedly, we're very, very smart. smart. This show's going to it's going to put a f- few things past us, I think, every now and then. And, and we're going to have to really combine our minds to figure out what what this mess is all about. <laughs> yeah. Going to get them brain blasts going. We're going to get these big brains working again next week for episode 21. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.